companies like that where they're really good is they're able to take the good enough versions of 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 strategic applications. Guys like me, I want to get really good at one thing. As a kid, I always said to myself, man, one day I want to be the best in the world at something. It was just something I wanted to do. And then I became the best in the world at webinars. Hey, it's Jason Flatland here. You're listening to The Jason Flatland Show, where I'll be sharing everything from sales and webinar tips to improving productivity and reaching your infinite potential. So let's go back to Milton H. Erickson, MD from Phoenix, Arizona, right? Who the hell studies religiously like I did? Who thinks for six months on the saying of I witnessed my sister offer an apple and hold it back, right? You know, he's tone deaf. His only color that he can enjoy is purple. He can't see purple. He can enjoy purple. Why did he say enjoy purple versus see purple? He's colorblind. Purple is the only color I can enjoy as he wears this big purple freaking thing. He wears purple everything, right? I'm studying that stuff. If I want you to be successful in persuasion and expect you to go to the same link that I have gone, we're both going to be disappointed. I am giving you the best version of that, the Cliff Notes version of that. Knowing full well, it is unlikely you'll ever be able to do it as well as I can do it because I got a thousand hours of head start on you and I'm probably more predisposed to be naturally gifted than you are just because it's already drawn me to it. So the goal isn't to get as good at it as I am. The goal is to get 20% of the input to get 80% of the results of what I got. And that's why you pay me money. So you can get the 80%. Now you are in a better position than I'm in. Because I'm thinking, man, I'm way down on the list of companies in terms of annual revenue. I was reading an article this morning. I think it's called Figma, right? It's where the website building tool, right? You see the acquisition? Adobe just bought and acquired Figma. It's billions. What I remembered seeing from the article was something along the lines of they paid 20 times what the revenue of Figma was worth. They acquired Figma for $20 billion, which was several times the top line revenue of the business. Essentially, I did the math and I think the top line revenue of the business was like 200 million a year. And of that 200 million with the operating costs and all the overhead and everything, they're probably net profiting less than our company net profited last year. The only difference is, is because they can be scalable and because they're a threat to an existing Titan, they get 20 billion and I wouldn't sell my business for a fraction of that, you know? Zoom, the year that they IPO'd, one of the reasons they IPO'd at like $30 billion was because they turned a profit the year before. The profit their company turned the year before was less than the personal take-home profit I put in my pocket that year. They can't send mobile-friendly emails. That's one of the things I told them when we got started. They're sending webinar reminder emails for the webinar they're promoting of mine and they're broken on mobile. I'm like, you guys need to fix that. And they're laughing at me. Why? Because we're worth $30 billion. Obviously, they're focusing on things that I'm not focusing on. Companies like that where they're really good is they're able to take the good enough versions of 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 strategic applications. Guys like me, I want to get really good at one thing. As a kid, I always said to myself, man, one day I want to be the best in the world at something. It was just something I wanted to do. And then I became the best in the world at webinars. But the cost of that was not being good at many, 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 many other things. And I'm okay with that, okay? Because whether if my company gets acquired for $20 billion, I'm still going to wear clothes that don't fit me tomorrow probably, right? The money is great. It's the pursuit of the strategy that I like. The money helps me see how good I am because I can say, well, for what I do compared to who everybody else is, I don't know anybody that can go toe-to-toe with me. So that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm good from that perspective, but it's limiting from a business perspective. So the long convoluted answer to your question is, I don't want, nor should I ever expect customers to be the exception in math. I don't want them to study the models that I study and the trends that I study. I don't want them to have to know what various different markets are doing. Even though I 
I know nothing specifically really about YouTube from the perspective of what you guys know about YouTube. I do understand the lay of the land of YouTube. I do know what the popular videos are on YouTube. I do know what the trends are on YouTube. I do understand the algorithm and how it works because I have to because my clients use YouTube. I have to because the eyeballs are on YouTube. I have to because the public at large is now on YouTube. That's where they hang out. So I study all of these markets and I do all of these other things, but I don't want my customers to do that. I want my customers to come in, not know what crypto is, take advantage of an inefficiency in the market that everybody else is overlooking, spend this amount of time, and then go about their day. I want people to get on TikTok and not get obsessed with it. I don't want them to get a dopamine addiction to the program. I hate social media from that perspective. Is this designed to be addictive? It is worse than a casino. But this is why I'm on it now, because I'm like, I'm not going to change it if I sit on the outside yelling at clouds, right? I got to get in the middle of it and do something about it. But I'm intimately aware of the makings and the mechanisms of all these things. But I want my clients to get the best of them and then have a life. So that's the role and the belief that I have. So how can I help my clients with the least amount of effort get the most amount of results? So I don't expect them to study the Claude Hopkins. I don't expect them to learn the intricacies. I expect 1% of them to, which is great. So they can come into rooms like this and we can hang out and I can work with their businesses and maybe we can do deals and maybe we can publish some of them and maybe we can promote some of them and all that kind of stuff. But I wanna be the exception for my market so they don't have to be. I wanna be the advocate. Hey, Jason Flatland here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful at all, please leave me a review and thanks again and stay tuned for future episodes.